Sneaker, sneaker business, business talk. talk. The podcast you cheer for. Sneaker, sneaker business, business talk. talk. It's the Soul Material Podcast. It's the Soul Material Podcast, the podcast you cheer for with your man, the OGEO. All right, T Mark the Street Shark. We're here. We are here once again to bring you sneaker business talk in the most authentic, purest, integral form. And we are going to go right into it today with a topic that has taken the sneaker culture world on fire, upside down, turned out, so forth, with the fact that um, one of the biggest uh, resale or trading uh, marketplaces um, as far as in the black market or aftermarket, whatever term you want to use, good old StockX, um, because of choices we will talk about in a few minutes, have decided to take the authentication, the uh, uh, can't say it right, the authentic tag off of their sneakers. And as we all know, no matter when you got into the game or got into StockX or got familiar with them, one of the main things with them was that they guaranteed their shoes to be authentic, which brought a sense of security a sense of warmness and a sense of just safety overall with how rugged the game has gotten with fakes and variants and everything in between these new names of these uh, unauthentic shoes. So with that being said, Shark, tell us what's going on here and how the community has to adjust to this foolishness. Well, they have to adjust because at the end of the day, this is another result of some legal issues surprise surprise um because nike was suing uh, StockX, um and there's probably a number of other suits that are going on and we just that are just below the surface right now um but when in that particular case they were i think the arbitrator said that they, they it was in favor of uh, uh of nike which is why this action is happening um and in that that favor was StockX. You can't say what's authentic or not. You like you can't just come in. We've been here forever, and so have all these other brands that even were around before Nike. Who are you to say what's authentic and what's not? You can't. Like like that's only the creator can say uh, um, that it's authentic because we made it. And then if somebody else didn't made it, then it's not authentic. So you you're not. You can't come in and then make yourself the authority. Um, so that's what that was about. And that's actually true. That's kind of some things that we've, you know, uh, sprinkled in nuggets throughout um, uh, all of the seasons here at the Soul Material Podcast. Uh, again, the one, Tony, that always said, hey, what degree did you earn or what qualifications or what training does it take for you to be an authenticator? Like, please let me know. I get my certificate too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and that's why we're, you know, it's clarity over popularity here because like, who's the sensei? Um, like, what do you, who, who do you, who are you learning from? Where did they learn from? You know, the, the Oracle, like, wh- like where's zero? Uh, where did it start? Um, so, and that's the, always the question. And if you're not even, you can't even think in that, level of of regression like it hasn't been going on for but so long um it's like how did how did they get there because you just again this is how the consumer has so much more power to not allow these people to come in um and then just say 
if you recall the beginning of StockX, it was actually um, more statistical and they were just taking the sales of eBay and documenting the sneaker sales as a stock market. Um, And then the need for the, you know, it, it grew for the actual marketplace and they had the first brand because they were already monitoring the activity um, going on uh, on eBay. So they kind of came in with the niche and was first to the market. Uh, um, so so that's what's going on, um, you know, for real, for real. So they had to just change the label on their listings now. So that's, that's specifically what we're talking about here for our audience. Um, just to be clear, we're talking about the labels have now changed um, so they don't say 100% authentic. They just say, what, brand new. Well, we hope that they're, they're brand new. But another thing that helped Nike in their case was that fakes have seeped through the system. Um, so, and that's been known. So you can't be the authority and that issue happens. And then it keeps happening. Like it didn't, it, these aren't isolated incidents. You know, They're not bad apples. There's this. There's a tree that the bad apples are coming from. So you got to dig that up. So Shark, it's so involved, man, because, you know, we've done business with StockX for a few years now. And I could tell you, and we have our own experiences in which they have not been too kind to folks who have attempted to return things back to them and question the authentication process or the authentication of the shoes that they received. And they've been nasty to people I know personally and professionally in which they will actually close their accounts after they refunded them after sending a shoe back. And um, it's just kind of bizarre what's going on now, because let's go back to the origins origins. Let's go back to the flea market days in which you knew a shoe was fake because how it looked and how it was built, the colorway and, you know, and so forth. And now we're at a stage now in which people are actually trying to justify these what are they called? These um, unauthorized authentics? Is that it, the term I guess they use? Yeah. And it's so that's where we are now to where typically with the Jordan one, with the Air Force one, um, with the shoe, with the technology um, it's very simple. Um, how can you tell now you got to have a blue light? You got to have your flashlight. You got to have your magnifying glass. You got to know the stitching. And quite frankly, you know, Nike can make mistakes too. So a stitch can be off here and there and come directly from them. And that's just how wicked things have gotten. But Tony, one thing that I have um, really been concerned about is particularly during the pandemic time, I saw how wearing the tag on your shoe was a flex, definitely for the sneaker community. I saw whether it was the eBay tag or it was the StockX tag or even stores, buy, sell, trade stores were coming up with their own tags. I know a few stores in Jersey, New York, and so forth. And that was really a flex. Say, hey, my shoes are real and I'm going to wear my shoe with the tag on it. And now with that tag being off, it's just interesting now because an authentic shoe is what a brand new shoe is what an unauthorized, if you will, authentic is brand new as well. Smells the same, looks the same, but you got to have a scale to say, oh, this shoe is 0.2 pounds lighter than a you know, authentic. So it's not authentic. So the game has just gotten twisted all the way around. And even with these buy sale trade shops, we talked about Tony, who is their person saying something's authentic and that, and how do we know things aren't going through? And I'm not saying it's malicious, not saying it's intentional. It happens. It happened to goat. It happened to stock X where even with Nike, like I said, with their suit, they're saying, Hey, these shoes were not authentic. And you sent them back to us saying that they were authentic and we paid them. So 
it's just a, a, a real wacky time in the game right now. Cause like, who can you trust? What can you trust now? Well, welcome to the, to the metaverse. Cause all you just described the journey of gaining badges. Uh, um, um, like it's still no equity in, in that badge in other places, but in wherever you're at, um, that's what it is. So you can't, Put too much on it. To be honest with you, I, I, the consumer has has cared less um, mm. over time um, because it is, and, and you're caring less to know that you know you just want the whatever gratification that you get when you get it and keeping the tags and yeah we've we've talked we talked about some of that too with, of keeping the stockx tags on there and and that's like a yeah like I got them I got them and and then you know personally you know that i look at that as oh you you paid more than you should have um because there's nothing on on, on that look you're not getting any release date shoes for retail price on stockx like you're gonna have to get it like way later when everything go down or something like that um you're just that's just not the case and it's not even the nature of their business um um to promote the other stuff so um that's why there's a landing page of trending stuff that's why they have listings for stuff it's, if it come out on saturday the listings start like tuesday uh, um, um you know like where do, how are they fulfilling those if, they, if the stores that sell them haven't sold them yet it's like there's something there's something odd with that and then, and then the customer <laughs> why don't you care that there's something odd with that um the at the end of the day you know we're talking about who who you can trust who, who, who are you asking that question to? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, uh, you know what I'm saying? Again, that's why, um, you know, that's why we're the podcast to cheer for, um, because we're giving that sneaker business talk because, you know, this is the clarity and overpopularity example of what we're talking about. We're just trying to tell you, just go educate yourself and then you will have more trust and faith. How about this? Gain one or two places um, that, you, that you have loyalty to and then just, just mess with them. You start there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Start with one boutique. Start with uh, one website. Um, and then, you know, build your trust. Um, you know, Shark already gave you some tips on the overseas websites and things like that. And those boutiques, um, we'll drop some more gems for you later. But again, build your bridge of trust. It's not going to build it for you. So you can sit here and you know, flash a flashlight in the dark room all you want to, um, you know, but you probably want to just go find a light switch and light up that room so that you can get what you want, learn and, and see the lay of the land um, instead of someone having to navigate you through it. You know, so that's what we're here to do. We're here to turn that light switch on um, or help you find the light switch uh, um, in your own situation um, and just make sure you cop that deal, you know, um, friend of a friend. Uh, that's it. You know, we talk about sneaker friend stories all the time. That's 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 where it starts. Uh, so well, that's how you don't get caught. Uh, you know what I mean? if it, it's just like the same thing. How you know where to get something to eat good? Um, it's the it's the same thing. You get your referrals. Um, you try it out for yourself. You know, and then you find the stuff that that you like. Uh, uh, so um, yeah, but just, just like the example we just gave Tony. You know how it is when, and this is a prime good analogy and example which you just use as far as when you're hungry and you go to the same spot and you might got to wait another few minutes you get impatient and then you go somewhere else 
and you get something that just wasn't the same of what you were expecting because of your impatience, your lack of loyalty, everything in between. And that just reminds me of where the game has gone because people are so impatient and they get so hungry. We used to call it thirsty. I'm not sure if they even use that term anymore um, for these shoes. And I guess the security was that you would pay a little extra more for something because you thought it was authentic and you had to trust it being authentic. And now well, what were you were you really paying for the the authenticity or were you paying for the delivery of mm. of the trust? Mm. Uh, um, you know, because it's, it's some of that's the messenger and who you trusted, like or, or was that I don't remember that being the conversation of like, yeah, these are authentic because I got them from you. It was just like, see, we had different relationships because actual accounts mm. actually existed. Mm. Um, um, so you couldn't be a store. And we knew it was just a starker difference um, um, because you saw the mom and pop store in the mall. And you clearly knew that they didn't have an account uh, uh, um, and just the whole way that it was set up. Um, mm-hmm. Or you could tell that they had an account at another franchise store, wink, wink. <laughs> um, and then in their other shop, maybe in the same mall or another, uh, they were funneling that extra inventory uh, uh, from the one store that had the real account and then cloning themselves. Right. Uh, so, but that, that little clone was probably the, some of the beginning, but it wasn't the culture doing that. Uh, 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 like people that were coming up from the culture. So some of the, some of the young people that grew into this, you know, that's what the buy, sell trade started, to, started to come up. Um, and then, you know, part of the, the vintage kick, uh, for a newer generation with the Gen Z, um, you know, a lot of them love the nineties uh, for whatever reason. Um, so this stuff sticks out to them. Um, but their consumer behavior is way different, right? Um, here's one more example, um, for that clarity over the popularity. Just think about what degrees of control you have in your decision making and what you consume. All right. Talked about the food now. Here's another analysis for the culture. All right. Barbershop. <laughs> how do you be, how do you even what's the first relationship with your barber? How do you even get to know the barber? Um, you know, you just go to a different barber every time. Mm, I don't think so. Um, and if you're, you know, your barber's busy or you're, if your barber's good, he's going to be busy. Um, so you have to wait sometimes. All the time. <laughs> What's going on with the one barber sitting in the chair that ain't got no customers? You don't want to find out. <laughs> you don't trust them, right? Uh, um, you know, but w- look at those optics. Why don't you trust them? Why don't you trust them? You don't trust them because optically nobody else does. Right? <laughs> um, and then on top of that, like you might, you know. Maybe you witnessed, uh, you know, something or just like, oh, he knew or something like that. So, but that new barber could turn into the new it barber, though. You know what I mean? But there's no like, oh, I missed the wave or whatever, you know, you got, you know, and you got your barber wars uh, um, uh, with your relationship. But that's like the plugs and connects that we talked about. There you go. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Which one is which, first of all, because they're not the same. Um, and what is your relationship with them? Um, so, how much do you trust? Um, and you should trust how much you know about a situation, not how, how much someone tells you. Because uh, I'd love to know where you where you get it from. Uh, um, 
as well, just to make sure, um, you know, because remember the days of there was the especially early eBay selling uh, 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 days where the customer, right? How many emails did we both get over a, a long period of time of when we sold stuff on eBay where the customer specifically wanted the receipt, mm-hmm. the original receipt from That's the, the store? That's the thing. From the store or from the the website, customers will give you negative feedback if you did not offer the receipt. Shoe came in two days, brand new, untouched, box perfect, negative feedback because receipts not missing. And there's nothing in your listing saying that she was going to give the receipt, quite frankly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember those days. Trust me. So, customers, what happened to you? Anybody that wants to join eBay or whatever, you know, how come StockX? You might be able to authenticate a little more if you may, well, hey, give better benefits to sellers that have all of that information. And then you share it. But there's probably a reason why you don't want to share it. There you go. Because that'd be too much transparency. We would give it this again. I told you, you know, a while ago that the, the key is the like the pizza tracker. You, I want to see the whole thing. I want to see the photos when you get it. Stock X, looking at you. Yep, Stock X, we looking at you. Uh, <laughs> we want to see the photos when you send it out. And like you mentioned before, Tony, all the way through the technology is there, and it's easy to obtain. And if a restaurant yes. can have it, or a fast food restaurant can have it now, it's easy to do. It's very hey, easy to StockX is DoorDash. There you go. I, I'm getting I, I can see it when it's coming. Literally. I, I see live. It, and the person delivering is responsible for checking in at, at different checkpoints. They're tracked all the way. And you got a photo documentation. That's you get an email to you. It's inside the app. You know, this infrastructure isn't even it's old at this point. So. You can do it, you know. Oh, yeah, but what else is StockX doing? Laying off a bunch of people. There you go. There you go. Laying off people. So that's because part of the market is shifting again, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so go ahead. And it's not only StockX. All of these uh, eBay and GOAT and any other marketplace, because of <laughs> the politics of, of this world um, and the tax laws have changed for them. So anybody, you got the emails um, and probably many of our um, listeners have as well, because the threshold isn't that much. Um, it's $600. Yeah. So as soon as you sell $600 uh, worth of merchandise, it, I didn't, it don't have to be profit or nothing, just mm-hmm. 600 sales dollars <laughs> uh, of revenue. All you had, all they are liable to report it. Which this point now, that's that's why you had to, they won't release your funds until you update the tax information again, because that happened to me. Uh, So you're not going to be flying, but so far (laughs) under the radar with these things. So whatever the, uh, and the next thing isn't coming as fast as the other next things used to, Um, you know, so again, the consumers, you, you, you're, you can't 
cut but so many corners, um, you know, because are those are the consumers that were, you know, really buying it to actually consume the product or the people buying to resell? That's what the pandemic kind of slowed you up mm-hmm. because you didn't get to keep getting the new good deals uh, uh, coming back. So, you know, that's why these uh these sales aren't really happening like that um so and then so many people entered these the marketplace at lower prices and sales look what you did to the market there you go there you go and you used a key term a few minutes ago tony i want to crawl back in when you said there was a shift and my concern just historically me being me is that this sneaker thing is a billion dollar industry, the black market, aftermarket, whatever term you want to use, multi-million dollar industry. And the shift, unfortunately, I think is going to go towards more fakes, variants, whatever you want to call them, with that being a multi-million dollar industry too. And it's cool if I know something is, is fake and not authentic and either choose, but people are still getting robbed blind and um, still getting frauded. And it is unfortunate. I think that would be an increase um, of that going on in that underworld, because that is a huge underworld within itself, particularly you're talking about with Jordan 1s and so forth. Man, you have to be a shoeologist now, Tony, to <laughs> see the differences um, in what's real and what's fake now. Yeah. And I'll just keep going back to the source, right? Because we talk about aftermarkets, well, the retail market is already aftermarket because it's the wholesale market is in the beginning, um, mm-hmm. you know. So, and that's what's getting mushy uh, <laughs> with the um, supply demand and uh, supply chain, just as far as resources, limited resources, um, and wavering demand, wavering, you know, economy and outlooks for um, financial planning, all that stuff in between. Which we talked about before. Plug. Check out our past episodes again. Um, and so when you do all of that, what do you, what do you think is going to happen? Um, especially again, the consumer doesn't care. That's there you the, go. That's the, that's, that's the biggest issue. You don't, you don't care to have the relationship with the brand because the, the it's funny how you can be this indirectly loyal consumer. So you think, but you're not in a rush to buy directly from them. The solution mm-hmm. to all of this is more direct to consumer. There that's, you go. The, that's actually what Nike was doing by cutting out footlogger and footlogger investing in the aftermarket when we were covering that. That you don't be mad at that. That, that. That's to the consumer's advantage if you if you care enough, but you, you but you don't because you're trying to find the next loophole that make money at some point all of this stuff is just keeps recycling who's buying to mm. buy mm. you know you know they're not uh, so you know too many yeah. mcs not enough mics there you go so um so yeah i mean that's that's kind of the gist of where we're where we're at with that and and again back to how we started with stock hex and the um them changing the labels that's just the next thing um but wasn't this inevitable anyway? Um, you know, because again, who is who's who's the source? Who's the oracle? Um, who's the governing body that says again have the the relationship with 
the, the real consumer relationship with the brand. And then you won't have to worry. You can trust the most because uh, you bought it from the, the Puma website. Uh, you bought it from the Reebok website. Nobody does this anymore. Hmm. <laughs> I was like, it's not even in a rush to do this stuff anymore. All right. Because you're probably going through blog sites to get to those links to the real sites in the first place, because you just don't want to do the work to get there. Um, you want someone to present it to you. You want some entity to present it to you and feed it to you. That's why we're, we're at, because the, the vultures came in this because you're, you won't do it on your own. So again, it's clarity over popularity. We're not trying to replace that. We're trying to empower you, right? So we're not the source to, to, to give you, you know, a, a post with all the links to go get something, right? We're trying to add back to this, this culture so that it enriches everyone um, into, you can do it yourself. Like, so here's where the water is. We're leading you to the water. We don't have to tax you uh, uh, along the way. That's not, that's not how we choose to do our business over here. Uh, um, but uh, again, so closing remarks from the OG before we uh, wrap this one up. Not at all, man. My heart just broken because you summed it up the best Sharp, People just don't care anymore. And um, I know we are probably the last of the dying breed that if something costs $50 more, you know, we are not only investigating it, we may just pass on it. <laughs> and those days are now gone. So again, you've said this numerous times, just care more. And we are in a time to where um, even guys who have the amount of years in this game that we have, is just conforming to this as opposed to taking some, I'm not saying taking some kind of re- revolutionary stand, but if everyone took a stand on certain things, it could be shifts, as you said in previous episodes, because the power is really in the consumer hands. They just don't want to take that power on. Maybe they, they don't recognize it. Maybe they don't know. and Or maybe like you just said, you just don't want to because, let me say the word, laziness. And it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you a little. It may cost you a lot, but it's going to cost you. And now because of the lack of folks just wanting to put in the work, like you said, we are where we are in these days in which, you know, this possibility, I may be getting to fix you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but look look what you're proud to do. So just be careful. Just be careful out there, folks. Um, if it's, you have to think about it being worth it, it's probably not worth it. There you go. There you go. There's a, well, that's it uh, for this episode from the Soul Material Podcast. So um, it's T-Mart the Street Shark signing off. And the OGEO. Till next time. Peace to you.